From New York's Hudson Valley, I'm Ed McCann, and this is Read 650. Read 650 celebrates writers in the spoken word five minutes and 650 words at a time. Today, as part of Carnegie Hall's Voices of Hope Festival, we present another true personal story of resilience, recovery, and renewal. John Mitchell Morris was born in Corpus Christi, Texas, and he's a graduate of California State University, Northridge, and Sarah Lawrence College. A lawyer and former actor, he's the chair of college writing at Purchase College. Here he is reading The Power to Create. Are you watching? I said five lines into the scene. The question, however, was not scripted and my indignance had nothing to do with the dim teenager for whom I was auditioning, who I, at 28, was ridiculously too old to play. The casting director looked up from her phone. What are you... You told my agent it was urgent I read for this part. I canceled my flight to my friend's wedding this morning so I could read for you this afternoon. The least you can do is pay attention. In Hollywood, those with power, however limited grow so accustomed to being brown-nosed and flattered, their reactions to any treatment short of groveling arrive in slow motion and with visible shock. I'm sorry, she said. Do you want to start again, Nick? My name is Mitch. Right. Sorry. Let's start again. And we did. Though needless to say, I didn't get the part. But this scene marked the end of my eight-year willingness to subject myself to the daily frustration and humiliation of the actor's pursuit. Though I'd worked consistently, too often I'd found myself the runner-up of castings, the veritable bridesmaid at the altar of parts that kept launching my competitors into career-changing roles. Over the years, the agents, managers, acting coaches, publicists, and imaging consultants that had guided me had expressed different ideas about who I was or who I should be. One manager suggested I spend more time tanning and developing my pecs. One acting coach told me I should shadow my cowboy cousin in Texas and adopt his mannerisms as my own. She laughed when I asked if I could calf rope her. One agent held nothing back in her assessment of why I couldn't break through. Maybe if you weren't so faggy, she said on the phone as I approached the red light at Highland and Melrose, stunned and numb. But I didn't hang up thinking poorly of her. I felt ashamed for having failed to create a product others could sell and to hide a part of me I'd struggled with long before I'd fled Texas. But above all, I'd allowed the business to destroy my love for acting and the love of creating I'd exhibited since childhood. After I moved to Philadelphia to attend law school, The demons of those L.A. years treaded the darkest corners of my doubts as I sat up late trying to understand why the issue of A's children's issue cannot inherit Blackacre in fee due to the rule of perpetuities. I also wondered if I cared. But in the solitude and immersive reading and writing necessary for the study of law, the drumbeat of my artistic nature led me back to the mammoth novels I'd absorbed as a teenager, and then toward the excellence of Henry James, Proust, and Balzac. Soon, I was writing my own novel, putting to good use those years of scene study. 
even while practicing law, after head-spinning days in court and drafting motions until my eyes wetted and blurred, I arrived home nights and continued developing the characters that lived in my heart as the glow of my desk lamp lit the portals of my imagination. After seven years of writing and rewriting, I completed my first novel early this year. What the future holds for it is uncertain. The transition from creation to commodification is daunting and is long mystified, even those writers our fingertips reach for each time we near our bookshelves. But unlike the career-changing role I needed as a young actor, my writing life is not driven by a result. The desire to create is a pure desire, born out of love and in defiance of the world's cruelty and indifference. As a writer, I need audition for no one. I can play all the parts. The power to create is mine. John Mitchell Morris's debut novel, In the Trembling Heart, is a love story set in the early 21st century that explores the intersections of tragedy, art, and redemption. He lives in Los Angeles and Bronxville, New York. Read 650 is a non-profit literary organization with a mission to promote writers. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter and learn about our upcoming submissions at read650.org. Thanks for listening. I'm Ed McCann, and this is Read 650.